agreed. What about the maids? said Clinton. There was no difficulty there. It was the girls' night out, and the cook had been given leave to spend the evening with a friend. Miss Cornelius suggested that they should lock both doors, and that two of the party should make a careful search in all the rooms, to make certain that there was no one hiding to play tricks. You had better go with Mr. Clinton, said Mrs. Park, laughing nervously. I'd almost rather anything happen than find a man under my bed. They sat in the drawing room, while Clinton and Miss Cornelius made a round of the house. Saxon looked at his watch. It's just half past eight, he said. And that's about the time that things begin to look lively, said Park. Listen, the rappings have begun already. There could be no doubt about the noises low and muffled, as if someone was striking a rubber pad with a hammer. But it was impossible to locate them, to say whether they came from beyond the walls or the ceiling. They were quite distinct from the footsteps of Clinton and Miss Cornelius, who could be heard moving about in one of the rooms above. A minute or two later, the voices of the two were heard in conversation as they came down the stairs. Then there was a crash, and Miss Cornelius called out, What was that? Park and Saxon ran out into the hall. A wooden horse, belonging to the children, which Clinton declared he had seen on the landing outside the nursery door, was lying with its head broken at the foot of the stairs. The evening's programme had commenced. It was a full and varied programme, and the intervals between the items were short, filled with a tense, almost exhilarating feeling of excitement as to what in the world would happen next. Saxon and Clinton, who had both previously agreed to take notes of what they saw, were kept busy writing. A little before half-past nine, there was a lull in the proceedings. They usually close down about now, said Park, with a rather forced laugh. What about some coffee, Maisie? I wonder if you would mind Mr. Clinton and me running over our notes together in the dining room, Saxon asked. I don't think we shall detain you very long. They went into the adjoining room, and Clinton noticed with surprise that his companion turned the key in the lock. Well, what about it? said the bank manager. I confess, the whole thing baffles me. Saxon was silent for a moment, and then broke out petulantly. I wish to goodness you had never brought me here, Clinton. We've got landed in the very deuce of a mess, and that is why you and I have got to come to some decision. I'm afraid I don't quite follow. I'll put a question to you. From what you have seen this evening, do you suspect anyone? Clinton looked troubled and was silent. Park, went on Saxon. Do you suspect him? No. Oh, no. Mrs. Park? No, certainly not. Miss Cornelius, then? I don't think so. No. You don't think so? Well, I do. Mind you, three quarters of what I have seen I can't account for at present. Why the rocking chair should go on moving as it did, for example. I searched in vain for a thread of black cotton. I even looked for a hair. On the other hand, when that lump of coal flew across the room, I'm almost positive that it came from the hand of Miss Cornelius. She'd been standing by the coal box only a minute before. If you notice, she was constantly fidgeting with different articles on the table and mantelpiece. Her hands were never still. It seemed almost that she had to hold her itching fingers down. I did see, 
and that I'm prepared to swear to. Her throw the pen that stuck in the ceiling. The whole thing was suspicious. It's unusual, to say the least of it, to find pens lying about on the mantelpiece. There is one in this room, you will notice. Put there, I suggest, by Miss Cornelius, to await the opportune moment. In the case I'm speaking of, she held it in her hand behind her back and gave it a curious little flick with her thumb. I believe with practice I could do the same myself. There, he cried triumphantly. I told you it could be done. It stuck in the sofa cushion instead of the ceiling for which I was aiming. But you must admit that my hand was behind my back for not more than a fraction of a second. Why did you hesitate when I mentioned Miss Cornelius's name, when you were emphatic in denying that you suspected the parks? A good many of the objects certainly seemed to come from her direction, said Kinsey.